Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to the fifth episode of Is It Queerdo? Hi. I'm here again together with Yolanda in the podcast about queer stuff that we really like to discuss and to talk about. Yes, so uh, this week we're going to talk about politics. Politics? Yes, politics. So, Niels, um, I think you have a history fact again for us. Or do you want to talk about more about the topic politics? Well, of course, we've chosen, again, a very, very broad broad subject. So we, have, um, we can't talk about all politics and all queer politics, of course. But we have a funny, not super short, but a funny history fact about the first time that uh, being gay and uh, homosexuality was not in the book of law anymore. Okay. In Europe. That's a very yeah. important important thing in mainland Europe. I have to move the chair a bit. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's just start with this fact of this day. So let's start with the famous or more so infamous Napoleon Bonaparte. Ah, Napoleon. Napoleon. During the French Revolution, there was a code written, and it was called the Civil Code for the French, or how it's mostly named, La Côte Napoleon, which, by the way, is still the base of France's justice system until today. Um, So quickly about the French Revolution. On the 4th of July, 1789, which still now is the French Independence Day, uh, the day is very famous um, because a lot of French people stormed the Bastille. But the French Revolution actually took more than 10 years to happen. And in that time, a lot of things happened. Uh, For example, the Napoleonic Code. Okay, and they cut off several heads, right? That That's <laughs> something that they also did. Yes, yes, def- definitely yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this code went into place in 1804, but it was written earlier. So in 1791, Louis-Michel Le Pelletier de Saint-Fargo, it was a person who was also very heavily involved with the French Revolution, and he was chopped the head off. Uh, but he wrote then a new criminal part for that code. And in that code, and I quote, he wrote, it outlawed only true crimes and not phony offenses created by superstition, feudalism, the tax system, and royal despotism. So like a lot of hard words, but all these things um, were not criminalized anymore. So for example... Which is... um, So the the tax system was something that was completely reformed. Um, Superstition in Dutch, bijgeloof... like witchcraft, for example, was yeah. not illegal anymore. But before this uh, this paper, sodomy was a serious crime. And in 1750, the last gay men, Jean Diot and Bruno Lenoir, were actually burned to death because they were practicing sodomy. Wow. And in this new co- uh, code, contrary to the old rules, they didn't mention anything about blasphemy, witchcraft, sodomy or homosexuality which means that it was the first criminal law that didn't mention homosexuality as a crime, which actively decriminalized homosexuality. When was this again? Um, So it was written in um, uh, 1791, uh, but the code came into place in 1804. Um, So that was the first time uh, when that was or wasn't mentioned anymore. And then in 1810, a newer updated code came into place, um, but Napoleon still kept these rules, which made it one of the first countries in the European area to legalize homosexuality. And of course, it had to do something with the revolution. Yeah. And um, I do have to say, in those times, homosexuality and cross-dressing was still seen as a highly immoral uh, thing to do. And people were still harassed, which obviously sucks. But by law, it was not a crime anymore. 
And then I googled, because I was researching this a little bit, about my favorite city, Amsterdam, who wrote on their website, Amsterdam could have been considered the birthplace of LGBT rights. Which, although for a long time Amsterdam was a very open place, that's a little bit arrogant, because sexuality, homosexuality was only decriminalized there in 1811. So, like, yeah, a, a few later. years later. Yeah. Not, not a lot, but a few years. <coughs> We should do a trip to Amsterdam sometime soon. For all our listeners, if you want to join, send an email to queerdo at gmail.com and you win a ticket. To what? <laughs> you you win a postal card that we send us we send you from Amsterdam. Okay, yeah. Yes, that's nice. with the yeah. with the autographs of the both of us. Because we are now famous. <laughs> um so obviously the first gay marriage in the world was legalized and held in Amsterdam. That was in 2001 by uh, Job Cohen, who was then the burgemeester, the mayor of Amsterdam. He was a the nice guy. He was, he was a nice guy. Okay. Um, but uh, that was the first time that um, um, that there was a same-sex marriage in the present-day world that was allowed. But the first official gay ca- couple were actually, and this is going to be very hard, and we don't have a Google Translate to help me with this, Gnumhotep and Jan Gnumgnum, which I which I fucked up those words, uh, names. I'm so sorry. Um, but they lived in ancient Egypt. And they were depicted hand in hand, (laughs) also on their gravestones, as an official gay couple. But that is a story for another time. Okay, cool. Yes. The name kind of gave it away that it was from Egypt. Maybe, like, maybe, okay. Maybe we can do an Ouija board or something and try to get them. Imhotep. That would be the perfect first guest to our show. What? Imhotep? The ghosts of them. Oh my god, no, no, never ever. Do I want to like use a Ouija board? No. No. Well, no. according to um, the law in the Napoleonic Code, it's legal. So oh. I do understand your concerns. Yeah, thanks. And I do have the <laughs> same concerns. But um, so this is the fact for this week. Um, yeah. And then we also, I think, we have some movies. Because we were, we were thinking when we... Um, so the thing is, in uh, w- uh, when we record this, and also when this comes out, because this comes out tomorrow which is the 10th of March and the 17th of March, so in exactly one week, it's the official election day in the Netherlands for the Tweede Kamer, which is the House of Representatives in the Netherlands. And because of that, we thought a politically themed podcast episode episode was, uh, I think, a good idea. Yeah. And not in the last place because I'm kind of work for one of the parties. So, but we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. But we were thinking. So this was quite a political fact that we had. Um, and then you found this amazing movie, which is more about the activism part. Yeah, it's more about the activism. Um, I was thinking to talk about Milk, the movie, but it has been a long time since I've seen this movie, mm-hmm. and. The one I'm going to talk about as w- kind of as well, but yeah. Okay, but um, yeah, for now we're gonna talk, I'm gonna talk about uh, Pride, uh, the movie. Yes. And um, I thought it was on Netflix, but it it, it, it vanished. Oh. But, but um, Pride is a movie um, from 2014, and it was directed by Matthew Warkus. Nice. And Pride is about... Yeah, so th- it starts with uh, a young uh, closeted queer guy and he he meets a group of people and they're activists and he gets involved with, with them. Queer activists. Yeah, 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 queer activists. And at that time it was uh, in the 
80s and in that time there was yeah there was a lot of uh, discrimination towards uh, queer people but also uh, there was a huge strike uh, uh, going on the strike was about people who work in mines okay yeah <laughs> so they were they were about the the government decided that they wanted to close like a huge pit like a, a, a mining mining pit. mining pit and so this would results would be like a hundreds of people would end end up without a job so the um, the gay activists w w which i was talking about uh at the start before, they were like so we're a minority group and the the people who worked in the mines as well so they decided to raise money um raise money for them and yeah and that's what's what's the whole the yeah the movie is about this to try to like <coughs> combine forces in a way yeah they they combined forces so yeah two minority groups um joined forces and yeah in the end they they raised a lot of money for them and um in the end they became really um yeah i don't know how you say this like they became friends and they s they just stood up for each other and um they became allies almost yeah yep. yeah and yeah this is this is important yeah and I, I think <laughs> uh, i've never seen this movie uh, yeah I, I i want to i wanted to watch it on netflix but apparently it vanished so that's not a possibility <laughs> anymore and i obviously don't do illegal downloads so i definitely <laughs> won't do that no, I definitely not but you you spoke about like that how they stuck up for each other and they became allies and that's a really beautiful thing that you say that because it is so important to not only stick up for your own rights yeah but also stick up for other people's rights yeah cool so <laughs> <laughs> and mm. i think that's something that you that you really see now as well because i believe this is about mine workers it's probably a little bit um, longer time ago. I guess it's in the Thatcher age, yeah. Thatcher area, yeah, Thatcher area, yeah. where like a lot of mine mine workers encountered some big problems, um, but also the queer community because um, she oh. wasn't called the Iron Lady for nothing. Also, that's <laughs> a little bit sexist as well. But she 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 was not a really good president. Yeah, uh, prime minister. Sorry. Um. I have to admit I'm not really into politics, so you know you know all the the tiny details. You know the tea about. I know Thatcher. the tea about Thatcher. <laughs> oh, that's an um, that should the be a name tea. for something. <gasps> wow. No, but um, I do believe in activism and just unite forces and yeah, sticking up for each other and uh, that's sometimes that's why I'm not really into politics because it's like yeah, they say a lot of stuff but they never. Um, it never gets to the point that where yep. they um, actually they act on it. Yeah, yep. yeah. But I believe there there is like a new wave of uh, activism and parties like Bayen, for example, mm -hmm. which um, uh, is planning to stir things up, and it's time Hopefully. that 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 they do this. And I do believe that it's really time. So Bayen is the party that I work for. Um, and I do believe that it's really time to have a new voice because the the people who are there, even the left-wing parties, they've been there for a really long time and they haven't really shown... Um, any effort. Any effort <laughs> at all, especially when it comes to things like racism and um, 
they just like they they all say yeah diversity is important and representation is important and if you see their lists it's only white people yeah so if for example you see a party like the Partij van de Dieren which is the the very left-wing animal rights party but then they actively voted for the burka ban um which is ridiculous so i, I really don't get this link like or link but they're left wing they're for uh they're a party it's not a party for animals but yeah yeah um but why would they be against this this is insane yeah so no they were pro it you should be against oh, it yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> but yeah so these are things and i think it's really time for an actual new voice and what you said about minorities should stick up for each other uh something that by ain says what i think sylvana who is the leader of the party once said in um in a uh, speech a lot of minorities made a make a huge majority if yeah. you combine all the minorities together yeah. And so yeah yeah that's like it's stonewall uh yeah the the movie we were talking about like it, it's actually based on real facts so yeah yeah it there is force um, in people sticking up for each other yeah. and i think that's the really important part and also what Ba'ain also always says is um everybody should be radically the same um that's why there is a one in the name that's for the um article one of our constitution which says everybody who is in the netherlands should be treated equally in equal uh, situations yeah. it's a really mouthful um but it is really important that people should be um equal that's i think it's, it's the most logical thing to say ever. and it's a super simple rule yeah. why don't we act on it why don't we act on it <laughs> so maybe it is now time to act on it yeah but also like the elections are coming up even like just vote that's the most important thing you should never let your voice not be heard because that's a very important thing to do if you're dutch of course if you are listening and you're not dutch you sadly can't vote for this election uh, but if you're dutch make sure you vote during these elections also because like i said i'm not really into politics but um i used to because i have the right to vote and there there in our history a lot has ha has happened for for me to vote and for us to vote for yeah like for everyone yeah. but especially for yeah for women yeah but um if you vote like uh, Blanco, blank, yeah. what what happens to, to your vote? Do you notice? Yeah, so if you vote Blanco, so that means that you um, handing your voting paper over again without writing anything on it or without um, writing on it is illegal anyway, but uh, <laughs> without so making one of the fluckiest red. <laughs> Checkbox. Checkboxes red, yes, thank you. That means that your vote is not counted for any party yeah. But it is um, counted for how many people came to the voting um, to the voting polls. So yeah. the amount of people, which you in Dutch called it, uh, the, the opkomst percentage, so the percentage of people who showed up, yeah. um, will be higher. But your vote is not for one of the parties, which is like a big protest, and it's seen as a bigger protest than just not going, because then they just don't count you. But now they count you, but said these many people didn't vote. Yeah. Yeah, so I voted uh, Blanco a few times. Yeah, <laughs> which is but a protest, yes. Yeah, but I heard that um, some people, they were like, yeah, but then your vote goes to the bigger parties and blah, blah, blah. But I'm, <coughs> I'm glad it, it's, this is not it's the not case. It's not like that, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, but yes. <laughs> so yeah it doesn't go to a bigger party it doesn't go to any party but it does it just counts for the percentage of people who showed up yeah which is i think a cool protest but if you're considering on doing that there is now a party <laughs> that will will use your voice i will stop i just say it one more time vote by aim then i will never say that again in this podcast but vote <laughs> by aim thank you you said it again so you mentioned, and this is something that I would like to say also about politics and activism, because we're almost done with our subject, but you mentioned this already earlier, the movie Milk. Yeah. And we've both seen it. I've seen it quite recently, and also it's one of my favorite movies, and it's which is about the person Harvey Milk, who was a... Uh, so what's the city called? San Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it's a movie. The, the movie was released in 2008 after being in the making for 15 years. What? Which is quite long. It's uh, quite long, yeah. It's very. So, and it's um, uh, the person who plays Harvey Milk. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even finish that. Jump so Harvey, Mel- Harvey, Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk um, was a politician in the city council of San Francisco. Um I think the 70s mostly. And indeed, Sean Penn um, plays uh, Harvey Milk. Now, we all know what I think about non-queer characters playing queer people. Um, Not really good, but he is a very... He portrays him very, very well. And I think Sean Penn was married to Madonna, so he's like sort of queer. So that's that's okay. (laughs) Then I think it's fine. And the movie was directed, by the way, by Gus Van Sant. And it was written by Dustin Lance Black who is the husband of Tom Daly, the Olympic uh, diver from the English team. What I want to say, I don't want to say a lot about this, but I think it is a very important uh, movie also to see how the gay rights movement, especially in San Francisco, came to be and um, games that happened. So I'm not going to explain the whole movie, but I do want to request also for the movie Pride and for the movie Milk, uh, if you haven't watched them, and if you do have an attention span that likes movies, um, please go and check it out, because it is really, really cool. It's cool, but also, sorry, this sounds like, yeah, bro. But I mean, uh, it's very educational as well, both because they're both true, uh, based on true facts, yeah. b- based on true stories. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think on that note... We will say, see you next week. Yeah, so... This episode was quite short. Uh, Niels is really busy with uh, working for Bayern, and the elections are next week. So, um, and it was also kind of like we said, a kind of a serious uh, episode. Yes. Today, and that's but a very important episode. And on that note, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, tune in next week for the sixth episode of Is It Queerdo? And for now, make sure to use your voice. Vote. And see you next week.